Is it day or night? That's right, baby. It's the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. That's the world famous. World famous? They're big in Japan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big in Japan. The world famous. I'm going to let that play a little bit in the background right there, dude. All right. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Yeah, I can. Uh, man, we're going to be doing this episode about Lita Ford, who was one of the founding members of the Runaways, and wanted to play a little bit of them. You know, just to give you guys a little context, a little of what she was doing back when she was a teenager back in the 70s. So, Whoa. wanted to give that up to the people, All right. the nation. Oh, yeah, there where you go. Where you at? Hey, you know where you can get a hold of us? Where, Chris? BigTalkCG.podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. All right. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. And BigTalkCG on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Oh, yeah. We're on Facebook, dude. And I, and we've been posting some stuff up on there. Yep. So I've seen that, too. All you uh, old folks that are going from MySpace to Facebook now, <laughs> you can find us on there. We can finally find us. We just can't find MySpace. I've been looking for it. I don't even know what's going on. It's coming back. Uh, I, I I don't know, but uh, yeah, dude, I'm 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 loving where we're at, what we're doing, and keep on rocking, baby. I'm rocking. What do dude. you want to talk about, dude? On I want to talk about Lita Ford, man. Let's talk, about, Ford. Let's talk about this weather that's going on, though. Wait, wait, wait. Here now. Before you go on on our podcast, where can you find us? Man, you can find us everywhere. All do you right. want to know? Do you want to know every single place that you can find us? It's yes. a yes or no question. Yes. Here we go. I'm gonna list it out for you guys. The Big Talk Nation. Obviously, you're listening to us now, but just in case you want to pass on the words, everybody knows that you can hear us anywhere. You can hear the Big Talk podcast with Chris and Greg everywhere, including Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Castbox, um, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Castro, Player FM, Podcast Addict, Pod Hero, Podcast Guru, Podcast Republic. Pod friend, uh, Radio Public Sonnet, and newly on the Big Talk podcast with Chris and Greg Map Bullhorn. Nice, which has been getting us some lit downloads. Home right, boy. That's a, thank you, Bullhorn. Man, yeah, we, man. We, we and Chris just uh, found you out, and uh, we love it, man. We got some downloads from you guys, man. Yeah. From the from the nation everywhere worldwide. <laughs> Dude, come on now. Now, did, now we did we bring up Lita Ford because this is International Women's Month, um, and we maybe. wanted to, we wanted to give a woman in rock. We is got yeah, we got to put the woman in rock, dude. There's the, the the women are rocking. Well, this is the only one we knew we needed to talk about was Lita Ford. But Lita Ford. There's a lot of other ladies we need to talk about, and maybe in, in a few years we'll talk about other ladies or other subjects. But yeah, we're ready to go, man. Ready to go with Lita Ford. So yeah, that first. Little snippet you heard off the top was from the Runaways. She was in the Runaways playing lead guitar. Cool. Um, great little. It was almost like a pop punk before pop punk was pop punk, and you know, influenced a lot of bands that, that came up during the '80s and '90s. Um, I didn't listen to them much, but you know, trying to get ready for our Lita Ford show, I, I had to go back and listen to where she came from and sweet. Fell in love with that band, and we're definitely gonna do a show on them later. All right, in the Sounds future, good. In not in the, the near future. But in the future, all right. Maybe next year for we could do an international. We should maybe we should do that next year in, in March. We do an international in Women's, Women's month, month, and we, it's all and about the ladies. We we probably I should. No, I got no problem with that. We should. You know what we should do? We should do three ladies in rock. One, and we'll talk about the ladies in wrestling. Just there to keep go. us. There we go. You know, in our groove. Wendy Richter, here we come. <laughs> Um, all right, dude, let's, um, you know, I just want to give, um, you know, a little more context to what Lita was doing earlier. I'm going to play a little, I'm going to play one more song. All right. By the Runaways. Sounds good. Here we go. This was probably their biggest song, Cherry Bomb. Right. I think everybody's heard this. You know, Lita didn't do any of the, really the background singing. You know, Joan Jett was also in the Runaways, if you didn't know that, um, Cherry Curry was the lead singer. Joan Jett did a lot of the background vocals. So, uh, but Lita was there, you know, ripping on guitar. You know, the guitar solos, lead guitar players. Yeah, so yeah. that's where she was definitely cutting her teeth. Was with the Runaways for sure. Um, 
So that was during the 70s, you know, 77, 78, 79, they broke up. They were very, very short-lived. But they had a staple in what they did. Yeah, they definitely had a staple in what they did. So when that band broke up in 79, four years later, Nina Ford comes out with her debut uh, album, excuse me, 83, I'm sorry. All right, 83. And uh, uh, this album called out for blood let's go ahead and uh, start listening and you know what guys we're, we're we're gonna go through lita's first five solo albums so you know yeah. we're, we we're, we had to cut some stuff out we had to cut out what we thought you know was maybe some redundancy some filler some stuff we cut out some of your uh favorite songs you know what you guys can let us know there you go on, on twitter on instagram on tiktok gmail facebook let us know if we cut out one of your favorite songs but you know what we're going to go ahead and go. This is the title track, the leadoff single from Out for Blood, 1983. Yeah. Dude, it's rocking, man. Yeah, it's rocking. It's a short little song, little three minutes. Uh, Lita Ford, Neil Merriweather were the uh, writers on this. Neil Merriweather was her bass player. You know, we're going to talk about everybody that played on these albums. Okay. We got some players on a couple of these albums, the next album especially. Okay. Um, Lita Ford, lead rhythm guitar. Neil Merriweather was bass, harmony vocals, backing vocals, producer, and mixing. Um, and then Dusty Watson was on drums and backing vocals, man. Um, you, you can definitely hear that Runaway's influence still in Yeah, I want to say that too. Uh, you and, can definitely hear it, feel and, it uh, yeah. on the way she even sings it. Like you said, I don't think she did a lot of singing no. in the Runaways, right? Mm-hmm. Just more back? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so she found her but sound. But the sound, is, the sound is still there a little bit. Um, but yeah, dude. It, you know, she's coming out on her own, man. Killer. Ready to go? Yeah, dude. Bring it. Track number two, Stay With Me Baby. Uh, written exclude uh, Lita had all the writing credits on this one. All right. Um, it still has that, like, um, <laughs> me and Greg were talking like, like that 80s, early 80s yeah. soundtrack uh, sound. We were actually, we were talking about Hard Bodies. <laughs> our favorite it, movie. Our, our favorite movie, cheesy movie. Go back, <laughs> see, that was an early one. That's like episode 13 or something, <laughs> dude, the cheesy episode. We talk a lot about hard bodies, but uh, Vixen played music in that band, and this sounds a lot of like the music that they were playing in that. Right. In that, and it's about the same time. Yeah. But good, man. I mean, it, solid, rocking. Um, you know what can you say? It, yeah. It, 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 it has that groove. It doesn't say like it's super standout hard rock, but it sounds like you know, like you said, pop punkish. Yeah. It, was it has the, a yeah. rhythm feel to it. You know, these guys are rock and roll, man. So how to, how to um, earn that early 80s feel. Right. Um, let's go to the next track. And you guys, we're doing five albums here, so we're going to we're gonna be blazing, dude. Yeah, you go. Through them, not blazing. This is my favorite song, Chris. <laughs> this is my favorite song. I told you that. I told you that. Um, just a Feeling, uh, Lita, solo writing credit. Did this, in my opinion, is the best song on the album. Not yeah, only definitely. my favorite. It's the best song on the album. Uh, it's a it starts off slow, but it's a mid tempo ballad. Uh, great song, dude. It's she gets a chance, you know, with the, with the, to show off her vocals that she never got to show off at the Runaways. She gets to show off her guitar playing. She gets to show off her songwriting. Yeah, definitely gets as a showcase for the all around package that Lita Ford was. That she showed on later in her albums. But man, it's a great song. I love it. Yeah, totally killer, man. I, I agree with you on that. Um, I thought it was a good ballad. Um, I kind of I forgot what I. Fell. I think I read it in, in Metal Edge magazine back in the day when they had that, or Circus, whatever. And uh, they talked about this song, and I went back and I heard it, and I go, "Wow, this is a great song." Where's that? Yeah, I got your Metal Edge or your Circus? Probably Circus, because Metal Edge I think came out yeah. a little circus later. Circus and right? our hit hit Raider. Yeah. Those are good. Oh, we gotta <laughs> forget about that, dude. Those are the magazines, dude. Remember, I used to go with my mom to the grocery store. And I would just be like, see you later. And I'd go sit in front of the magazines. And me and my brother would just sit on the floor reading the rock magazines. Yeah. He'd probably be reading like Cracked or Mad or something. Or Cream. And I was reading. Well, I don't think we had I don't remember Cream around. Oh, okay. But we had Hit Parader. We had Circus. We had Metal Edge and that shit. I remember just reading those. Dude, I love them. Yeah. I, I did too, I love man. this song. Dude, it's great. 
love yeah, the harmonies. I agree it's with great. you on this. Is a great song. I think it's the best song on the album. Yeah. But like it says, you know, I really enjoy ballads all the time. So, all right, let's it's go. It's killer, dude. We're gonna skip track four, which is Ready, Willing, and Able. We're gonna go straight to track five, Die for Me Only, Black Widow. Oh yeah. Uh, and, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and she took the persona of Black Widow. So throughout her her all career of just being Lita Ford, she was known as the Black Widow. So a lot of there'll be other songs that she uh, brings this up on. Yeah. Same writers, Ford and Meriwether from the first track. Um, good little stuff right here, dude. Yeah. Hey, I, I also wanted to say was that there's two covers of this album. One of them is kind of like a pink, which is kind of like the known one out. The first one also was uh, like bluish, dark blue, and it did look like a spider's web yep. in the sense of a black widow. So, yeah, it had like the, the Japanese cover. Yeah, it had the spider web. She was standing in front of it. She, I think she's still wearing the same leather and spike yeah. outfit, but her guitar's like broken and draining blood, out for blood kind of thing. And, uh, man, it's killer. That's the album cover you want. Right. Some more copies with that, at least I would think. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. You got to think about who this album's directed at. I mean, the adolescent boys of 1983 and 84. I mean, they may just want sexy Lita. That was me, man. Raise my hand. That was me, baby. <laughs> it was directed towards me. All right, guys. Let's go to the next track. All right. Rock and roll made me what I am today. Hey, dude. This song is written just by Pete Heimlich. Um, it's track number six. This is the last one we're going to listen to. There's 10 tracks on this. You know, I wanted to throw this on here. It's not necessarily one of my favorites, but I just wanted to kind of just show like where she was at this time. It was almost like, I don't know if I want to still stay in the Runaways camp. I don't know if I still want to go to the Glam Rock camp. It's almost like she has an equal amount of stuff in each. You know, hey, I kind of still want to play this. I want to do this. Even though the reason they broke up is because uh, I believe it was her and Sandy West, who was the drummer in the Runaways, they wanted to play more of a hard rocking Glam Rock oh, okay. thing. But you can still feel the influences. Like this is a very new wavy sounding song. It's a very oh, okay, yes. new wave. Um, it's a little surprising to hear on this where you hear where she went in the future. But so when I listened to this, because this is the first time I heard this album, is when we were doing the researches, because I just really heard her big albums. So I was surprised to hear this. I was like, man, I gotta throw this on here. I think it's a great one to hear, you know, kind of the diversity that she had on her albums, but it really encapsulated that new wave, early 80s sound, because that's what this sounds like. It does yeah, not sound definitely. like rock and roll. It sounds like new wave. That's totally true, man. That You know what? That does have a feel to it in between of, are you want to be rock? You want to be punk? You want to uh-huh. be, you know, that kind of style. So the new wave was, I guess, a combination of all three, if you wanted to look at that. Oh, yeah. But dude. you're right. It does have that sound onto it. And this was from the... the bass player he's the one that got the writing credit on it you said um no you know what I, I i don't have any credits on who his name is pete heimlich oh okay yeah, I um, i'm not i don't have anything on him but so it could have been an outside writer she just kind of yeah the song. outside writer um all right cool uh Artie rip was the producer on this album we're gonna go all right to the next album right here track one yeah this is the jam dude the album from 1984. Oh, you know what? I I, I I would be remiss if I didn't go back. Out for Blood, released in 83 on Mercury Records, did not chart anywhere. Wow. So you got to give context, right? So this is Dancing on the Edge, UK, charted at 96, in the US, 66. All right. She's so already getting a little traction. Yeah. Hey, um, I was going to say that. From the first album, Out for Blood, being released in May 1st, 1983, to this was released... January 1st, 1984. That's not a long time. That's about six, seven months in between. Yeah, I actually have um, May. May 28th, 84 is released. Oh. Maybe the release. Maybe. But uh, regardless of what that is, it was less than a year. Yeah. Uh, And that's a bit, that's a quick turnaround, but maybe they're kind of like, okay, maybe we need to change some things up. That album didn't do that well. It wasn't real hot. Um, this album right here, Dancing on the Edge, yeah. this is the first single, Gotta Let Go. Wasn't <laughs> I was watching have you seen this music video? Oh yeah, I love dude, it. This dude. music video in the beginning, I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. It's like these hooligans break into this house, start tying up this couple. I'm like, hey, and isn't the dude that's playing her husband haven't you ever have you ever seen The Office? Yeah. The member in the office okay, two people. Point break. 
Okay. You seen Point Break, right? Yes. Remember the guy? He's in the FBI. The guy that's in charge of the FBI that keeps on yelling at him. You haven't oh. gotten diddly squat. Yeah. Squat. That's him in the video, dude. Okay. Okay. And in the office, he's the guy that's there doing the like realignment, like over oh, here evaluating the company that <laughs> loves Michael Bolton. I love his whole catalog. Oh. That guy. It's the same guy. Okay. Isn't that her husband in the video? Yes. I think that I can't is. Remember bro. his name, dude. I think it was, isn't it? I thought that was funny, that's man. Good stuff. Yeah. Anytime I can bring up Point Break, I'm down. or the Office, you're or right the, yeah, there we go. Yeah, this definitely is one of my all-time favorite Lita songs. Oh yeah, on that Gotta Let Go. It's it's totally rock, totally pumping. Uh, you know, uh, great song, fisting, pumping the air type of stuff, and getting me going, man. And good solo too, man. So definitely, this is uh, a step up from her. Oh yeah, her first Out for Blood. So, and I even Big like the time. sound. And you can definitely hear keyboards in the back filling up for that, you know, like we always talk about. Not in the forefront, but in a little back just to give it feel and atmosphere. Yeah. But still rocking. So I love this. I do love it too. You ready for the next song, yeah, Of course I am. All right. Go. Oh. See, this still has a little bit of the same feel from that first album, Runaways type of uh, rock and roll, but yeah. Dig it. Dancing on the edge, it, it, it is, but it's also a little step forward too. At the same I time, I get, so I get what you're saying, but yeah, it's a little step forward. It's got a little more edge, dancing on the edge, but yeah, I like it, dude. It's good, good tune right here. Um, Gotta let go was definitely the song to lead off the album with. It was the strongest song on the album, uh, but you know, dancing on the edge definitely has. I almost kind of see this almost like a classic Lita sound. Um, okay, the guitars are up front. Um, harmonious um, uh, choruses, and then Lita out front singing the verses. Sounds great. I think her voice sounds a lot different on this one, so maybe she found her sound singing yeah. than that first album. You know, I mean, you go out there and you're like, hey, I can sing, and they go, okay, it sounds great. All right, now that you're out touring, out doing this, your vocal cords may have gotten better. Maybe she took a class, maybe she got a teacher, and you could definitely hear it on the, I think, already on this album. Oh, yeah. I agree with everything you just said. Nice. You ready? Ready, baby. Track three, Dressed to Kill. So last song, Dancing on the Edge, and this one, Dressed to Kill, both just Lita Ford writing these songs. The first one, Gotta Let Go, was uh, uh, Lita Ford and Jeffrey Lieb, who did synthesizer and backing vocals nah, on okay. this album. And you know... You always got to talk about, you know, what's going on with these albums, dude. This, this, the people on this album, this is an all-star band right here, dude. Straight up, I'll just say this. Randy Castillo on drums. Damn. Right before he went and left and went to play with Ozzy. Yeah, okay. Randy Castillo's on drums, and you can, dude, the drums are killing, right? Um, bass player, Hugh McDonald. You guys don't know who Hugh McDonald is. He is the bass player in Bon Jovi now. <laughs> he replaced Alec John Such. Oh, no way. However, before he played with Lita Ford, he was in John Bon Jovi's, I believe it was called the All-Star Review, was his backing band that he used to play with. And he was in that band before he got replaced. Oh. So he's had that kind of relationship with John Bon Jovi always. So he's always been an elite musician. If you're playing with people of that status, you're yeah. an elite musician. So, man, this is, a, this is an amazing band right here playing on these and Lita plays all guitars lead guitars uh, rhythm guitar and you got Hugh playing bass and, and Randy playing drums man. you know what else we got one more person playing synthesizer on this you may know who he is Aldo no oh no way yeah, yeah a little synthesizer Did, do they say what songs he plays they don't okay they don't they don't they say just... but he's, he's got a little he, there's two people playing synthesizers he's probably just adding a little touch in here oh, okay. probably came in later and said mm, that wasn't that good let me put this in wow the nova yeah life is just a fantasy i did not know we were gonna get your singing today but man i'll take it anytime i can get it Cool, bro. You ready to move on? Yeah, we're going to move on. We're going to skip over track four, uh, Hit and Run. We're going to go straight to track one on side two, Lady Killer. Ooh, yeah. It. Crank it. And that sounds like us, man. Hey, man. Crank it. <laughs> it's got the Judas Priest sound, doesn't it? Dude, it sounds like a Priest song. It does, man. Where's Rob? Yeah. 
Randy's killing it, dude. This this sounds really good. A, a, a huge step from her first album. Yeah. Um, still, um, you'll hear later a lot of her. You know, they brought later uh, releases. They did bring some of the keyboards and synthesizers up more to the top. But they're here. They're still in the background, if at all. But man, they're still there, and it just adds depth. I want. I want to say. I think this is the sound that I wanted her to have through her whole career. But like you said, in in. Further albums, we'll hear more keyboards out, but you know, with uh, popularity becomes, you know, different producers, different ears come in your head. Hey, we can make this sound, we can make this yeah. sound, we could get it on the radio, radio, radio friendly singles or songs, or you know, more stuff like that. Well, it is what it is. Well, I artists guess, are artists, bro. You know, you know, I guess you can travel two routes in your musical career the, the, the route where you get the songs on the radio and you get a couple of huge hits, and you can tour forever and release greatest hits albums and never have to work at Baskin Robbins <laughs> or you can go the other way where you're going to do it on your terms and you may make it one day but probably not and you're still working at Baskin you're still Robbins. working at Baskin Robbins um, is that one scoop or two, or two. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the next song would you like marshmallow filling on that it's not in a waffle cone no, I have nothing against anybody working at Baskin Robbins at yeah. all. It's a great it's a great starter job, but it's not a job for a forty year old rock and roll burnout. So here we go. Hey dude, do you want sprinkles on that man? Hey man, you have any rocky road? I'll get you a sample, <laughs> man. I'll get you all the samples you need, bro. You won't even have to get it in a cup. <laughs> Got any weed? <laughs> totally, bro. Let me get a cappuccino blast with it. <laughs> cappuccino blast, all right, man. I think I don't even know. How to Wait a minute. It. Are you watching Point Break again? <laughs> Is that Keanu Reeves? I don't know. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> this is Don't Let Me Down Tonight. Cool. Nice little mid-tempo nice, ballad. Right? Great chorus on here. Uh, leader of solo writing credits. We skipped over Still Waiting, Fire in My Heart, track six and seven, went straight to eight. Uh, this is one of the, the, the best songs on the album. I love it, dude. Uh, no, nice Gotta Let Go is the best song on the well, album. I said one of. No. I say the. No. Uh, gotta Let Go. Don't Let Me, uh, let me Down Tonight. Great chorus, great yeah. mid tempo ballad. Um, love it, dude. Yes, yeah, love it, man. Great. Love it. I don't know, dude. Um, so like I said, 66 on the Billboard, 96 on the UK. This was kind of like her last, oh, let me say here, Lance Quinn was producer. But I'll just say this. Um, this was like her last before she, the next album we're going to talk about now, she became a superstar. Uh, so this was basically the last thing she did where she could kind of walk around without being noticed, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um. Let's go to the next album. Let's I'm go ready, to the breakthrough right, right here. Track one, Lita Ford, self-titled Lita album. Track one. Let's go. Now, was same with that, Chris. Um, it was four years from the release of Dancing on the Edge, January 1st, 1984, to Lita, February 1st, 1988. Four years passed by. Yeah. Wow. So was she touring, or she just take a break, or what happened? I Tour, mean, you know, I'm sure was I, I know she um, changed record labels. That probably took yeah. some time. I mean, probably maybe had to wait out a contract here. Maybe you know, she went from Mercury to RCA, uh, but I'm sure it was a lot of things. You know, yeah, her a couple of her bandmates left. Uh, Randy you know, Castillo took off. Things kind of changed. You're changing record labels. The music. Uh, Maybe changed a little bit, and you know, she said, Hey, we got to do some things differently. And you know, she came out with this album, and man, it was a smash, man. It smashed. <laughs> and uh, definitely, uh, you can hear a different sound. It's softer, it's more friendly, it's, it's, but it's got a, this has got a good groove to it right here. Yeah, dude. her vocals sound good. Uh, like you said, I, I still feel it's a radio friendly rock song. Um, I dig it. I think you were saying, Ah, it's not my favorite. But for me, it was a sing-along course and kind of got an earworm on my head So for this for a little bit. A lot of writers on this album. Um, uh, okay. Lita Ford 
writing on this, and then Mike Chapman, who's the producer, got some writing credits, and Dave Ezrin. Do you not know who Dave Ezrin is? Oh, yes, I do. He was a keyboard player. Okay. Um, Lita Ford, guitar vocals, Dave Ezrin, keyboards. Don Nozov was bass guitar, and Myron Gumbacher played yeah. drums. I was also thinking that um, I think she got a new management team. She did. That was... was uh, Sharon. That was Sharon. So maybe the Sharon uh, management team with Ozzy and Sharon just, Osborne. You know, they yeah. probably they came with something in the in the studio or the cuff. You know what I mean? So, um, you ready to go to the next song? Yeah. Okay. Can't catch oh, me. Oh. Um, David Ezrin, uh, Lita Ford, and uh, Lemmy. Lemmy uh, Kilmeister yeah. were all uh, writers on the song. This is just a fast, super fast. But I had said before that um, uh, Don and Myron, who played bass and drums on this album, they were actually the rhythm section for Pat Benatar. Oh, no way. So they came to hear, which makes a lot of sense, because actually some of her stuff at times, I'm like, wow, that's Pat Benatar-ish. Whoa. So those guys were, were right. her backing or her rhythm section, you know. And so uh, every once in a while you hear a Pat, you're like, oh, you like thank for a second. That could be a Pat Benatar song. That's another Pat Benatar is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to take another. That's next. That's episode next March. And <laughs> that's next March. She's one of the ladies that we're gonna. We got the Runaways. We got Pat Benatar ready for next March for right. for International Women's. We're gonna do the Fleetwood Mac, the little Stevie Nicks maybe. Or? Too many, too many, too many men in Missy. Fleetwood Mac. Okay, maybe Hart. Oh. Okay, yeah. Okay, we'll come up with it, guys. We'll, yeah. we'll tell you some good. Why don't stuff, you guys though. let us know who you want to hear for International Women's Month next year, March? We're gonna do all women all the time, right here, right now, on Dave TV. Hey, <laughs> you guys remember that? Um, can't catch me, dude. It's just a straight ahead rocker, fast, does not stop at any point. You hear some horns in there, man. They, <laughs> uh, you could definitely tell. Dude, the the, the yeah. rhythm section has it grooved up, dude. Yeah. And I hope Lemmy is the reason why, because that's what's good, man. This yeah, was yeah. a little more fun. Oh, wow. yeah, dude. Love it. Um, right. Let's go to the next song. Uh, track three, Blueberry. Just so, you know, we put this one on here. It's not definitely one of our favorites. Um, it's not terrible. We just want to put it on there to kind of show how, you know, she was di- diversifying herself on this album. Um... I will tell you this. She does have a lot of sexuality in her songs. Yes. This is one of those songs that definitely has it. But that could have been one of those things that, you know, she found out for herself. Yeah. Even four years passed by. She maybe felt different about herself. Maybe got out of a relationship. Maybe felt, fell into a relationship. Yep. Felt good about herself. And, you know, and she took that. She took that persona of herself and made it, owned it for her, the Lita Ford brand. Yeah, for sexuality on that, which you can tell over the next few albums, that kind of stuff. I agree with you. Um, let's go to the next song. Let's go to the, wait a minute, but before you leave, okay. What didn't you like about this song? You, uh, you, we said we said it's different. Blueberry. Uh, what's blueberry mean? I don't know. It's a fruit, right? I, I mean, guess. We're looking at it that way. So, right. I guess it's up interpretation. Okay. All right, let's go to the next one. Just, just a song we threw in here, just because. No problem. Whoa! I got in a fight. Uh-huh. This is it. This is the the song that broke Lita into that is, yeah. okay. millions of adolescent boys' wet dreams. <laughs> MTV, Lita Ford, and Kiss Me Deadly. Right. Uh, I just want to go back for a second. That last song, Blueberry, was written by producer Mike Chapman. This is Mick Smiley. Um, I'm trying to see if he had anything else to do with this album. I don't see it. So, yeah, she didn't write this, but man, this is a, this is definitely a uh, killer track. Yeah, dude. definitely. Uh, this was the first track off this album. It was released in April. Man, this is good stuff right here, dude. Love it. You know, it totally had that feel to it of. Um, Kiss Me Deadly, it comes out very pop-friendly, uh, radio-friendly, ready to roll in, what, 88? So, yeah, you're rocking, you're hearing good songs, uh, you're hearing uh, uh, female lead vocals jamming. Sounds good, man. This song uh, hit number 12. Nice. Hit number 12 on the Billboard the, US. Okay. 40 on the mainstream, Australia 97, 
New Zealand 21 and the UK 75. So, man, it, 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 this is the song that caught her the traction that got her. This is the song. The that, this is the song that kept her from Baskin Robbins right here, dude. <laughs> love it. Great yeah. song. I, I love this song, dude. Yeah, me too. I can't say enough about it. The video is great. I, I remember when this video came out. I was like, it came on. You ran to the living room, like <laughs> my grandma's living room, <laughs> right? Dude? Christopher, what are you watching? None of your business. <laughs> None of your business, grandma. Shit, damn it! Give me some grape soda. Remember that commercial <laughs> when the guy, the kid, calls his grandma. Hey, Grandma, can you get me some more grape soda? Yeah. And the grandma looks at the TV like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's it. Get it yourself, goddammit. Love it, dude. Great song. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go to the next one. All right. Oh, that's not the song. That's Rambo, the <laughs> big talk mascot in the back, getting some water. He's Good Lord, dude. He knows when to show up, doesn't he? He does. It's like know. an Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear Rambo in the last episode? I did. I the, what is this? The uh, the 31-minute mark. I heard him drinking water in the back. Me too. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Rambo loves you guys. Uh, track five, Falling In and Out of Love. Uh, starts off a little slow right here. We get into it. Uh, Ezrin uh, Ford and who was the third writer on this song? Ex-boyfriend Nikki Six. Ex-boyfriend Nikki Six. All right. Um, little keyboards up here going at it, but you know. So, so, in, so in '88, the girl, the crew just released uh, "Girls Goes Girls," so yeah. maybe he, uh, you know, caught each other and uh, passing by. Or maybe she was thinking, "Hey, can you do something with this song?" He said, "Oh, sure." And, you know, did something. Yeah, better. maybe. You know, Good job, I, Nikki. I'm not exactly sure what the timeline on their dating was, but I do know they were a couple. Um, do you know the timeline on that? No, I've, re- I've read the books, but yeah, I want to say it was early in both their careers. I would say it's a little. I would say it's not early. I would say it's before this, but I would say it's probably in between theater and, and girls. I would say eighty-five-ish, eighty-six, eighty-seven. Wow. Okay. I would have thought earlier. I think it was later. All right. Anyways, we don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a great song. This is one yeah, of my favorites good, on the album. Uh, Falling in and out of love. Little mid tempo. We always love the mid tempo. It's great stuff. Uh, it's got a great solo yeah. in it. Vocals great. sound good. Vocals yeah. are good. Singing along. You can hear the keyboard in there filling in. Don't mind it. Um, I'm down with it, dude. Yeah, sounds good. Ready to go? Sounds good, man. Moving on. We're only gonna do one more song. We're gonna skip uh, six, seven, and eight. Which okay. is uh, Fatal Passion, Under the Gun and Broken Dreams. We're going to go straight to the last song, track nine, which is Close My Eyes Forever, Alita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne duet. And, and it's, it's always in the metal power ballads too, right? Yeah, it's always in the metal power ballads. This is um, both of their highest charting song, Ozzy and Alita's highest charting song at number eight in the U.S., U.S. Mainstream 25. 16 in New Zealand, 47 UK, 14 in Sweden. The single went gold. Wow. Um, and this album did go platinum as well. So, um, on that one. And we, we, we kind of have, uh, this is a difficult song to kind of rate because is it great because it's a great song? I hear people yelling at me, yes, it's great. Is it a great song because it's a great song or is it great because it's Lita and Ozzy? And I think it's kind of the later. It, it's, it's great because it's Lita and Ozzy. I don't know if it's a great song. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a great song. I like it. There's a lot of good things about it. Um, I think Lita did write this whole thing and just kind of maybe said, you know, Ozzy, you want to come sing on this? Or, hey, what did this sound like a duet? And maybe he did a few verses and, oh, that sounds pretty good. And the producer said, hey, let's uh, see if we can figure it out this way. That's how I think to figure it out. Because, you know, like you said, a lot of the things, it's on Lita's... You know, big hits. Lita's a big thing. Ozzy just gets a note as a side vocals or a, as we're doing a duet type thing. Um, is it like a romantic ballad? I feel a little dark it is, but hey, I think it's cool. I like it. I really dig it. Yeah, it's it's a it's not necessarily my favorite ballad. Like I'm not gonna put it in my top ten or maybe not even in my top twenty. 
I know people are screaming at me right now. I do really like the song, but I'm just wondering if it would have been just Lita Ford with some other guy singing or someone else. I'm just wondering if it would be as great as it is or if it's just because it's Ooh. Ozzy and Lita singing. And that's the whole point I'm trying to make. Is it just because that's a Lita and Ozzy? Or if that's was, a great question. If it was somebody else, yeah. is would this, it have been the same? Ozzy, you know, has a distinct voice, so yeah. it does... It does bring it out, but I think his name is what really brought that there. Yeah. His name is what brought it for me. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many ballads out there at this time, dude. It's hard to to sit here and rank them off the top of my head. I probably I we might, can rank them. It, it might slip in. It might <laughs> slip in my top 20. Top 20. It's going to be in top 10. Dude, top 20 means it could be in the top 10. I just don't like to put myself into a top 10 box. That's just me. Uh, you know, it, it didn't make my 100 list, uh, Chris, for uh, my ballads. It didn't? No. It did not make I'm, your top. I'm going to have to add it in now, man. Well, that's fine, too, dude. Everybody's, uh, you know. It's at 120 now. There you go. Everybody's, everybody is uh, uh, okay to make their own opinion about things. That's yeah. fine. And, and it's okay to be different. Yes. Hey, uh, uh, just before you, before you go on. Yes. Uh, recently... Um, Lita did a cover of this with Lizzie from I forgot what the name of her band is. Hailstorm. Hailstorm. Uh, it was like a live, like uh, it, Hailstorm was on in concert, and then Lita came and you know, hey, this is Lita Ford, we're in her town. We asked her to do it. We could do a song, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it on YouTube, and I thought it was decent. So, you know, so she can do it with somebody else. You know, in a. I also in a saw her do this with Jeff Tate. Also, Ooh. she did a duet with this with Jeff Tate, which was pretty good too. I mean, Jeff Tate. Yeah. Um, you ready to go to the next album? Go ahead, baby. Bring We're it gonna on. go to the next album, Stiletto. Let's go. Got We're it. gonna skip over the intro and just go to the first music track. All right. Hungry, which was also the lead-off single. single. All right. Uh, released in July of 1990. This album was released May 15th, 1990. Um, still on the uh, RCA uh, uh, label. Okay. Um, Dave, uh, it's the same band, basically. Um, Ezra, Nazov, and uh, Grombacher uh, on drums. So they pro- she probably did a tour, got that going, and mm-hmm. felt really comfortable with all these guys. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's continue that magic. And go into the studio again. And, and same producer, Mike Chapman, and they all five of them were uh, basically the mo- the co- mostly wrote all of this. Stuff. Okay. Mostly. There's some other stuff in there, but uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm hungry for you know. Can this is a very sexual album? Yes. It's, it's like every song is about sex. It's about a body part, ex- except for two songs. Right off the top of my head, uh, there's Lisa about her mother, and then only women bleed. Besides that, it's really all about sex. Uh, there you go. She accepts. I mean, she, she's like, hey, might as well guess to use it to my advantage. I yeah, guess exactly. Sex sells, baby. And you know who's gonna buy my records? Teenage boys. Oh, teenage boys. Let's go. Are you ready? All right. This song is track three, Dedication. I was very surprised when I heard this song. I didn't listen to this album a lot when it came out. It uh, has a sound to it. It huh? has a sound to it. And it was a and it was a surprising sound. I was not expecting something to sound like this. I was like, whoa, it's cool. It sounded cool to me. I was like, I gotta listen to this. Uh, okay, I'm not, I'm not really digging it on that sense of it sounded cool to me. Uh, I would, I would be very much skipping it. Really? Yeah, because I don't want to hear this kind of shit. I want to hear straight ahead rock and roll. I mean, if you, you want to give me some hungry, fine. Dedication? Yeah. Skip. It's got the guitar in there, dude. But that, it almost kind of says, uh, it almost has like a rap feel to it. Well, don't kind of be, like be dissing rap music, dude. Well, rap music, because rap music is the, I mean, let's be honest, rap music is the new metal of, it's the new rock of today. No, 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 no. You take that back. That is not the thing. Rock was always, rock, rock, rock was always um, anti-establishment, and that's what rap is now, because rock can't even get on the radio now, dude. No. 
Rap's not even on the radio. Yeah, rap, rap is uh, rap is what rock is. What rock was in the '80s and early '90s is what rap is now. Not all rap, because you got to tell. Because there was also rock that was on the radio everywhere during the '80s and '90s. But the the, the rock, the metal that was anti-establishment and against the man is what. There is a lot of rap that is that now that is okay. taking the, the reins. You played this song longer than I wanted to hear it. Okay, so let's go. Change it because I want to hear the next one, and we continue this argument about rock and rap. And no, no, and, and I'm gonna no. tell you this, dude. I'm not a huge fan of rap, but fucking rock is nowhere. You can't find it. You gotta dig. So what? You dig. You dig what so, you love, man. I know. Dig but, for but, it. But out into the masses. Rap is has replaced what rock used to be. No, you're okay. you're you're definitely wrong. Okay, and the nation's gonna tell you That's you're fine. wrong. Everybody in the nation, tell Chris he's wrong. Yeah, tell me, nation. Flood our email inbox. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Let Don't me hear from make you. this malarkey come out and tell you all this kind of stuff. Malarkey. All I'm saying, dude, is that <laughs> you know, you're it, wrong. it used to be an anti-establishment thing, and now all the rock you hear. On the radio is stupid shit like Maroon 5, Imagine Dragons, um, Foo Fighters that are all happy to be. No one's against the man and the machine anymore. The rappers are the only ones that are against the machine anymore. I'm not saying I sit here and I listen to rap because I don't. But that is just the way it is in 2023. And I'm hoping that it will change and rock will get pushed to the forefront so I can fucking just turn on my radio and it's there. But it's not. Wow, you couldn't be totally wrong again. Thanks, Chris. I Tell does. me about this song. What song is it listening to? Uh, it's Stiletto. All right. Uh, written by uh, Lita Ford, Holly Knight. Holly Knight. Uh, do you want to talk to her? Do you know Holly Knight? No. Uh, so Holly Knight. Knight was a American songwriter, musician. She wrote a lot of songs, um, co-wrote or wrote a lot of songs for... Um, uh, she wrote Ragdoll for Aerosmith. She wrote a couple songs oh, for okay. uh, Pat Benatar, okay. Love of the Battlefield, okay. Invincible, uh, Better Be Good to Me by uh, Tina Turner, shit like that. So that's kind of her claim to fame. She was okay. a co-writer on this song. Um, good song. Um, good uh, little pop rock song. Um, wasn't a single. There were only two singles, Hungry. The next song we'll hear, Lisa, was the other single. Um, it's exactly what it is. It wasn't... It wasn't a song I would skip, but I'm not going to skip to get to it. Got it. I guess, you know what I mean? Yes. All right. Ready for the next song? Yes. You know, for being a ballad and being a single, this didn't do a whole lot for me. It didn't at all for me. You know, like, you, you're you writing a song about your mother. Yeah. Wouldn't it be more memorable? I mean... Close your eyes forever. That was good. I mean, for what it was in, in the ballad, I would have figured this is good. This is going to be close to it the, in well, that sense. Honestly, no? it almost has a similar sound as Close Your Eyes Forever. It's got the little acoustic guitar with the, the the vocals over the top. It's no Close Your Eyes Forever. It's not even close to that, but it's got the same sound. I'm wondering if she was just trying to duplicate, like, hey, let's do the same thing. Let's sing over some acoustic guitar. We'll bring it up in the end, ba-boom, power it up. But no, it just really left me flat. Yes. And uh, it didn't do it. They, they try, it's almost like they tried to duplicate it, and they couldn't. They just didn't do it. That is a great... You know what? I'm going to go with this on Chris. And whatever Chris said, I'm going to agree with it. Wow. I, I, See that, guys? I, we can totally disagree and want to jump over the table and then freaking, freaking poke each other like this. And we get along great. All right, let's skip over this, dude. Let's go to the next one. Okay. We skipped over Big Gun, track seven, which is about a guy's penis. And we're going to go to Only Women Bleed. Now, this is a cover song. I did not know that first time I heard it. It was a cover song. It's written by Alice Cooper and Dick Mm -hmm. Wagner, uh, or maybe Wagner. I don't know. He might be German. Let's go Wagner. It was off Alice Cooper's debut, uh, Welcome to My Nightmares, debut Mm -hmm. solo album. Um... But once you hear this song, you know exactly what it's about. It's about um, domestic abuse. It's about a woman being second class in her own home. About seeing, you know, 
how women are treated a lot of times in relationships. And it's very, very lyrically driven. Yeah, it's kind of surprising that Alice Cooper would do a song, write a song like this. But man, she does a. I honestly didn't go listen to Alice Cooper's version of it, but Lita does a great job at okay. singing the song, and it's I. I I do not skip the song. I listen to it all that. Is, I think it's a really good that song. That is awesome, dude. I think you, you explained that very well on that one. Um, you know what? I was going to say, when Alice Cooper wrote this from his first album, so what, he was the 70s? Mid-70s? Mid-early-70s? So, you know, doing that, he was... The band, I think, was called Alice Cooper, and they were trying to do something different. Maybe they got a sound. Um... You know, maybe there was a situation where he, somebody knew about a domestic disturbance, which is more popular now or more uh, in the forefront than uh, it was back then. And back then, it was all quiet and hush-hush. We don't talk about that. That's where he's saying only women bleed in the corner. Nowadays, it would be more the forefront. They want people to say, hey, you know what? Something happens, you better say, talk it out, talk it out forward. It does sound great. She does have a beautiful voice. She did this very well. She did... Lita Ford eyes it to me, but it does sound very great. It does sound very beautiful. And even the synthesizers, or how you want to say yeah. it, the strings in the background do add that element of beautifulness for this kind of cover. Great. Yeah, man, you said everything we wanted to say. There we go. Let's go to the next song. All right. Uh, we're skipping over Bad Boy, which is the typical you know rock song of the, of the day. Aces and Eights. Little synthesizer. Do, do, do. You know, and there's a lot of additional musicians on here. We got baritone saxophone, tenor saxophone, horns arrangements, trumpet, trombone, backing vocals, horns arrangements, a lot of string arrangement stuff going on here. So yeah, a lot of stuff. But uh, this is Aces and Eights. Um, I really like the sound of this song. Um, Aces and Eights obviously is the dead man's hand that um, a Hickok was holding when he was shot dead in. What was it 17? 76, 1790, when he was shot down, I believe. Sounds good, baby. Um, it's just, you know, you know, being dead to rights, you know, you think things are going to go your way. Aces and eights, dude, just yeah, dead man's hand. You're not, you're, things aren't going to work out the way you, you thought they were. And, and, and good little rock song. Um, listen to that little... You're, you know, I wonder if she plays this in concert. That would be great if she did. Oh, hit yeah, song. Dude. Let's go to the next song. This is the last song we're going to play off of this album. It's uh, Cherry Red. It's track 11. Um, I just like the song. I like the chorus. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's got like an electronic uh, drum kind of sound. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, it's not the best song on the album, but I do really like the chorus on here. Um, sexual song, Cherry Red. I mean, usually let your imagination run wild. Um, so, yeah, the two singles off of this album were Hungry and Lisa. Yeah. Uh, and the album itself. Did I already go over the album charts? I think I already did. Did I? Yeah. Did you do platinum or um, gold? I don't think you No, it did one. not go platinum. It's, uh, it's gold status only. Gold's uh, not bad. Yeah, gold's not bad. Um, Hungry charted uh, hit uh, 98, 14 on the U.S. mainstream, 137 in Austria, and uh, U.K. 76. Here's the yeah. chorus. I just think it sounds cool. <laughs> um, and Lisa did not chart anywhere, which we kind of figured it never Yeah, did. we definitely figured that one out. Um so let's go ahead and go to the last album we're going to talk about. Um, the next album is, was released November 12th, 1991. All right. Dangerous Curves. Yeah. So we're starting off with uh, Larger Than Life, Larger first than single life. of the album. And uh, you, go I, ahead. I was going to say, you know, sometimes her albums don't always have that forefront killer opening track like we thought uh, Dances with Edge had the you know gotta let go great single blah 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 and then Lita itself uh, Back to the Cave didn't that song you thought didn't have the memorability of being a great song which you're right it wasn't a great song it was kind of like 
secondary, thirdary songs, you know. Um, and then, you know, Stiletto opened up with, eh. But I think this album opens up great. It has a great sound to it. Great in-your-face rock and roll song. Start off. And sometimes things are larger than life. Here you go, man. Um, I got no problem with this song, Larger Than Life. Um, great little song. Definitely straight up rock and roll, larger than life. Let's show them what we're doing, man. This is how we're going to do things. However, if the next track wasn't so good, I would not, I, I would say that the song we're listening to tonight would be the great opener, but I actually think track two should have been the opener. Oh, okay. And let's go ahead and go to track two. Sounds good. This is uh, What Do You Know About Love, track number two. I love the, um, the reason I really love this song is the way she sings it. It's not like a, it's like she's, it's almost like she's yelling in the microphone at times and it's like, you can feel like she really means what the fuck she's saying, dude. Yeah, okay. And I really like it a lot. Um, Track two, uh, I thought this should have been the opener, dude. I thought it would have been a great opener. Takes a couple seconds to get warmed up, but. Definitely gives a vocal variation. It just makes you go, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, it does. And it's got a great chorus and stuff. No problem with Larger in Life. I do really like that song as well. So we're kind of talking about, you know, A1, A2, A2, A1. It doesn't really matter. Um, I might be saying the same thing if they were flipped. Who knows? <laughs> oh, man. Let's find something wrong with track one to make it not the opener. That might be what I'm doing. So, Who knows, dude? Those are both really good songs, as a matter of fact. Yeah, this that's is the, actually... This is the album we're going to play the most tracks from. I think that was kind of my influence on the show because I was like, dude, I really love this album. You know, yeah, I remember you song. told me. I was like, I don't remember that much. I mean, I think the only song I remembered was the next song yep. that let's, we're going to... Let's go to it. to it, man. Um, Shot of Poison... Which I do remember the video. I think it was kind of trying to be a little more romantic. I think oh, she yeah, had like had a, a male co star yeah. in there, man. It was probably Randy O from Odin. <laughs> He's a foxy guy. <laughs> but it did have something like that a guy with long hair, you know, muscular, and she singing and dancing all over him and shit and saying, you know, give me your love, give me your shot of your poison. Yeah. That type of stuff. Uh, this was uh, um, uh, the first single off of this album. I, was it the only single? I don't know. I want to say yeah, look. dude. Um, I'll look in a minute. But it was uh, released as a single on October of 1991. Um, no, but there were one, two, three singles. But this one charted okay. at 45. 21 on the mainstream, 63. See, for me, it sounds like a little more keyboards are more radio-friendly yep. for me. Oh, for sure. And the thing I have a problem with, like, keyboards like this is when you go see a, someone in concert, sometimes the keyboards are so freaking overpowering. Have you ever been to a show where it's like, okay, I've gone to see Van Halen. And when they play Jump, it's like, whoa, dude, chill out on the <laughs> on the keyboards, bro. It's like, it's like whoa, dude. <laughs> Turn it down. I can't even hear the rest of the song. No, Eddie. Eddie played guitar. And it, well, of course, it wasn't him. It wasn't him playing the keyboards. So yeah, it's probably Woofy. Um, but yeah, man, uh, great song. A highest charting single on this album. Shot of Poison. Great song. I love it, dude. I can't get enough of it. Sounds good, man. You ready to move on? Yeah, let's go to the next one. All right. What the hell is this, dude? Is Steve Winwood? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bad. We skipped over Bad Love, which is track four. Went straight to this. Track five, Playing hey, With Fire. Uh, this, I got to check quick to look. I think this might be, I think this was my favorite song on the album. Um, great sing-along chorus. Um, just cla- It's a, got a classic sound for this time of what was popular. Surprised the song did not do better, but it really came out in early 92 when yeah. you know who was you know Nirvana Alice in Chains Soundgarden Pearl Jam you know we're making the, 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 the Mount Rushmore of alternative yeah. was killing everybody came through like the freaking British were trying to eliminate maybe I should say like the British when they came through and, and eliminated all the Native Americans that might be a better that's Whoa, what they were doing that's what they were doing because there was no defense they couldn't defend 
That's what it was like. That was good. Alternative Drew. is the white people coming to America. That's what alternative music is. <laughs> I've said it. I declared it. <laughs> uh, men's great song. Love it. Sing along chorus. She plays this yeah, live. Definitely. It sounds great. Uh, the keyboards aren't overpowering. They had a little bit in the beginning, and they kind of let it go to the rest of the band. Love it. I uh, can't get enough of it. One of my favorite songs on the album. One of my favorite songs she does. Sounds good, man. Bring me to the next one. Here we go. Oh, oh. yeah. I put this one on. I love this one. Oh, here we go. Um, Hellbound Train. Uh, written basically everybody in the band. And then Kevin Saminger um, was also a co-writer in this. He was just a um, you know session producer, session yeah. musician. Um I love the chorus in the song. It sounds like a train chugging along at times uh, towards the beginning of the song, at the end of the song. The verses have that little bit of like electronic, like something to her vocals that could turn some people off. But I think that if you can deal with it, get to the chorus, it's well worth it. Okay. I guess would be the all right, best all way right, to say it. Sounds good. It's got that little, yeah. like, I don't know what that effect is called, reverb or whatever on her voice, but uh, but I really do enjoy this song. I really do. This is track six, uh, uh, track one on side two. This is by far the longest song. It's over six minutes long. Well, it took a second to get to the yeah, singing, man, yeah, but I mean, you could feel it coming on and building. Build, build, yeah, build, build. And we love that build. That kind of stuff. So, yeah, kill it, man. Good stuff. It's got her, you know, just like on that... Um, what do you know about love? How she's singing? Yeah, giving a couple yelps out there and stuff. I like that. She does a lot of that in her singing and her vocals. It's just not straight ahead. I love that kind of um, almost like ad libbing. I yeah. bet she does ad lib a lot. Of that. I'm gonna throw some of these in there and not and that. Here comes the chorus. Is what I love about the song, dude. Love that guitar sound. The guitar sound is. I love it. Let's listen to it. Of course. <laughs> um, man, give this song a listen. I love it. Don't skip over it. You probably never, you know, I've never heard it before today, but man, it's a great song. Love it. Let's go cool. to the next one. All right. Black Widow. You know, speak to what you were talking about earlier about Black Widow. How we were saying that she did a persona of like, I'm going to be the Black Widow, which is usually, if you know anything, that's a, a female spider that would, you know, uh, a one bite even today still is a very deadly you know venom in in today's society or you know you get bit by a black widow man your your hand's gonna be all fucked up or your arm or leg or whatever you do man so maybe that's what she was trying to do and saying hey i'm gonna be the black widow of rock and roll yeah don't fuck with me yeah don't fuck with me i might be pretty on the outside but i'm dangerous on the inside exactly and i'll bite your ass and you will die (laughs) whoa or something like that yeah (laughs) i'll bite your ass with a shot of poison um I love, you know, throw the song in there, you know, because you definitely, Black Widow, the, the, you know, the whole hourglass um, on the Black Widow spider. Yes. She uses it in some of her artwork, some of and her guitars, guitars her shirts, um, you know, background stuff and, and on stage and stuff. So we definitely had to throw that out there. It's a second song that has Black Widow. They're not related, but we just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Um, it's a song on the album. It's not one of my favorites, but when I'm listening to this one, I just kind of let it play. Got it. There's nothing terrible, but there's not, there's nothing, t- there's nothing terrible on the album, but some of the stuff isn't amazing. If I guess you know yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, you know what I was gonna say. You know, to me, this album itself was a little more overproduced than I liked, but you know, it's a sign of the times, and maybe she put a lot of money into it and went forward. You know, let's go to the next one. I do really like this song. Short and sweet. Three minutes, a um, little too early. It's track eight on this album. Uh, Jolyn Turner was a co- was a writer on this song. Yeah. So and and Al Petrelli, who was his guitar player, and, and uh, Rick uh, Blakemore. I went to look to see if this was like looked all the bands Jolyn Turner was in. Was this a song that she redid that he uh-huh. wrote? And I couldn't find anything. So. Apparently it was written for her or written and said, hey, try this song out and, and sing it. See what, sure. how you do. Sure, man. I love this song. I think it's so good. Do you know what uh, band Jolene Turner was from? Oh, what was it? Deep Purple or? Uh, Rainbow. Uh, Rainbow, yeah. Rainbow. Rainbow. 
So he did a few albums yeah. with uh, Rainbow. And his, his big hit was Stone Cold. Stone Cold. And Street of Dreams. Those were his two big claim to fame hits with Joel and Turner. Nice poppy song, dude. Yeah, nice poppy song. Love it, love it. All right. Uh, let's go to the next one. Holy Man. Nice little acapella opening. You know, I, when uh, when I first heard this, I was like, I don't know what to expect. I gotta let this whole little acapella right. thing. But man, it goes in, it goes into a nice little little guitar groove. Okay, man. So, no, when I listen to the song, I take it as like, oh, she wants like, be my holy man, be my. No, obviously it's all about sexuality. Be my holy man. Be the one that brings everything out of me. Well, there you go. There you go. That kind of stuff. That's what the song's about, man. Yeah, I totally get that, man. All right. You ready for the next one, baby? No, no, yeah, we haven't even gotten. We haven't even gotten to the. Uh, you want to hear the bit of chorus? Yeah, man, right. hear what's going on. Uh, Tom Worman, producer on this, yeah, man. On the whole album, yeah. Oh. Good old Tom Worman, dude. Yeah. 80s producer extraordinaire, dude. He yeah. produced a lot of the great albums. Um, uh, he discovered Boston Cheap Trick. Uh, in, uh, you know, he, he discovered Kiss, Leonard Skin and Rush, brought them to Epic Records, but they didn't uh, sign them. He produced 23 gold and platinum albums. Should I go through the list? Should you want me to list all the albums? All the bands? No, list some. Blue Oyster, Molly Hatchet, Crew, Twisted Sister, Striper, Kicks, LA Guns, Poison. Uh, he did some songs with Dokken and Glass Tiger, Lita Ford, obviously, and uh, man, good stuff. Yeah, dude, that was it, man. He has a list of... Dude, he's he's sitting pretty. Yeah. He's on he's permanent been... vacation now. Yeah. Just like Aerosmith. All right, dude, let's go to the next song. Tambourine Dream. I don't. I want to know what is Tambourine Dream. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I, good little song. It's, this is the second to last song. Little Black Spider is the last one. It's kind of. I hate it when they do little things at the end to kind of close it because you think there's one more song left and then it's just like, wait, what was this? So Little Black Spider is the next song after this, but it's kind of like an outro. Yeah. But there's a nice little, you know. Um, uh, slow mid-tempo verse and then you know they kick it in a little bit during the chorus nice little sing-along tambourine dream pretty good song pretty good That's song exactly it's not what one it of, is man yeah it's nothing um amazing but it's it's good it's really good oh there you go okay that's a good way to explain that too nothing amazing but it's still a good song how to you might make sure you want to yeah. check it out there if you got that build you can feel it building yeah like what's gonna happen I like it, dude. It's a nice little, like, got my window down, cruising down Burbank Boulevard. Right? Yeah. Chilling. Love it. Not bad. Not bad at all. You know, um, you, did, you didn't feel like you want to be on the beach listening with a drink in your hand. This is you. Tangerine dream. Tambourine. Same thing. Tam- tambourine dream. A tangerine tambourine? <laughs> you got my tangerine tambourine. <laughs> All right, tambourine uh, Hey, dude, you know, that's, you know, we went through the first five Lita Ford solo albums. Right, dude? Um, that she definitely, you can see just in our short little thing, you guys go check out these albums. The journey from her, from Runaways to her yes. first Out for Blood, Dangerous Curves Lead Us, uh, Stiletto, or excuse me, um, uh, what was the uh, second album? Dancing on the Edge. Yeah, Dancing on the Edge, Lita Stiletto, then Dangerous Curves. Correct. Um, you can definitely see the journey she took musically. Yes. Um, man, it's 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 really good stuff. You guys should go back. You know what? Just kind of remind where we're, where we've been. Um, let's play. Let's end the show with a little bit of Runaways, right? Sounds here. good, man. What do you think go about ahead. that? Um, you know, make sure you guys get a hold of us on uh, TikTok and Instagram. 
uh, bigtalkcg.podcast. Uh, go ahead and get a hold of us on email, bigtalkcg at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at bigtalkcg. Man, I know we said a lot of what controversial stuff in this episode, so let us know whose side you're on, who you hate, who you love, who you agree with, who you disagree with. Let us know, you know, take a listen to these albums. Let us know what you guys think about that. Also, most importantly, let us know if there's any female artists you guys want us to do. We're going to do all female artists. We're going to do all female wrestling next year, next March, 2024 for International Women's Month, Women's History Month. Man, I love it, dude. Greg, what do you got to say? This is killer. You know, this is... It, it ha- take a listen to the runaway stuff, man. It's a, it's a really funky groove. This uh, really sounds good, man. Fuck, I'm really digging it. All right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> all right, man. All right, man. This is Greg for Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And see ya.